Greetings, fellow classic TV fans, and welcome to Retro TV Radio. I'm your host, Pat McCormack. Greetings, fellow classic TV fans. Have you ever heard me say that before? In fact, I've said it, well, maybe over a thousand times. I've always opened my videos with that. I've uh, always opened this podcast with that. Uh, my radio spot on BK on the Air. I thought of it as sort of a catchphrase, or what I'd hoped would become a catchphrase, for the golden rage of TV. Now, if you've been paying attention to what's been going on, I, I've, I've been kind of wondering what to do with this. Um, the golden rage of TV, as far as I'm concerned, that title is over. Um, it's not because I've lost my love for nostalgic classic television. That will always be there. But I've covered a lot of bases in that area, and it just seems like maybe it would be a good thing to expand a bit more, or in this case, a lot more. I tried to do that with various aspects uh, of the golden rage of TV, which was, of course, the music, which is where it all really started, and then um, retro TV trivia, which is where I spent the bulk of my efforts and time, and then, of course, uh, retro TV radio, which is what you're listening to now. This has been fun, but it's very new, um, and I'm not going to stop doing this. I very much enjoy uh, interviewing celebrities. It's just a thrill. Sometimes it's scary as hell, but I always liked thrill rides. So what's going on? I mean, really, who killed the golden rage of TV? Me? Well, as you've heard the phrase before, the buck stops here. Oh, and by the way, this is a solo episode. Yeah, a first what do you know? It isn't that I don't uh, plan on continuing my celebrity interviews, but uh, it's a, kind of a tough time to land <laughs> land those this time of year. So I'm still working on that. But for now, I wanted to address uh, the fact that I'm shifting to another, what's the term, brand, I suppose. Um, the golden age of TV has run its course. And when I tell you that I started it 11 years ago, <laughs> you may just have to agree. Um, why? Why has it run its course? Um, and why did I wreck it? <laughs> um, look, there's a lot to be said about that, and um, I'm going to talk about it. But first... I want to mention that as a continuing, but first, in sort of a continuation uh, from my last uh, from my last retro TV radio episode, you if if you heard it, you heard me speaking with the legendary Anson Williams from Happy Days, and oh man, what a guy! We had fun, we had a lot of fun on that, and uh, poking poking fun at each other. Um, he was just that kind of guy. He knew how to take a joke. He knew how to turn it around and 
and he played with me, which was just, I loved that. I love people with a sense of humor like that, and he obviously has one. Um, and if you remember in that episode, part of the banter was, the playful banter, that is, was the fact that I had read Ron Howard's book, The Boys, Ron and Clint Howard, and Marion Ross's book. And <laughs> he took issue with the fact that I'd read their books but not his book, which is Singing to a Bulldog. I'll give you the full title right now. Singing to the Bulldog, excuse me, Singing to a Bulldog, From Happy Days to Hollywood Director and the Unlikely Mentor Who Got Me There. He made me promise <laughs> that I would get the book and read the book. So, you know, in my defense, this book's been out for 10 years. So it wasn't like it was hot off the presses, something that I wanted to talk about in the interview. As a matter of fact, we weren't even supposed to talk about it. It wasn't even on the agenda, but it just came up. And boy, did we have fun with that. And quite frankly, the, the title of it made me think, well, this is, this is going to be weird. <laughs> Singing to a bulldog? Um, but... I promised him that I would get the book and read it, and guess what? I lived up to my promise. I got the book uh, last week. I was only I was busy with the holidays, so I wasn't really um, able to crack the cover until just two. Well, actually, it was three days ago. And folks, I've finished it. Not many memoirs or autobiographies go into my hands and are finished three days later. Um, it's not very long, so there is that. Um, and there have been a couple that were just, you know, page turners. Uh, Hank Garrett's book, uh, From Hollywood, from Harlem Hoodlum to Hollywood Heavyweight, that was a page turner. Joyce Boulefont, um, My Five Hollywood Husbands, that was a page turner. But this, as Anson said in the interview, isn't really a memoir, even though it is. It, uh, it, <laughs> oh, it is so much more. I honestly got to tell you, folks, it is now by far my favorite out of the dozens I've read. It touched me in so many different ways. I was in tears um, at least two or three times reading it. And not because it was sad, but because it was so freaking inspiring. Um, matter of fact, let me just, I'm going to read a couple of the forewords here that he has on the back. I got enough light here. Um, this one from Ron Howard. I've always known Anson to be a great storyteller, as well as a true and generous friend. Now he's written the most important story of his life about Willie Turner, the head janitor at one of Anson's first jobs, whose words of wisdom guided him through a turbulent time in his life and gave him the confidence to move forward to a successful career as an actor, television director, and entrepreneur. I did pronounce that right. Entrepreneur? Yeah, there you go. Even better, he's made it into a highly inspirational book of life lessons for the rest of us. Well, that's perfectly said. Um, here's another one from somebody you might recognize as Dolly Parton. Singing, singing to a Bulldog is such a meaningful, fun, and uplifting book. 
I have such sweet memories of Anson, like millions of others. I loved him in Happy Days. I'm proud to be a little part of this wonderfully written, revealing, informative, and entertaining book. Praise and congratulations to Anson. There's another one here from Lisa Gibbons. We all need a Willie Turner in our lives. Anson weaves an unlikely mentor's wisdom through a charming story full of relatable moments and inspiration. This is a story for anyone who dares to be better than they think they are because of, uh, because of the faith of another. And one last one from, uh, it's his name, Nelson Vales, who was the first African-American Olympic cycling medalist. Anson beautifully... Okay, let me start that again. Anson beautifully captures the simple gestures that can change a person's life for the better in a touching, funny, and memorable way. As someone who, as someone who has a, been fortunate enough to have my own unlikely mentor lead me through the streets of Harlem to the Olympic podium, I found myself rooting for Anson throughout the book. Singing to a Bulldog is a must-read for anyone who has ever dared to dream big. Now, I don't know how I could possibly say, <laughs> say it any better. Um, I can't. These are iconic people telling a true, uh, giving a true assessment of this book. And I, it was not what I expected. I, I was shocked how good it was. I could not put it down. So, yes, of course, I highly recommend it. And believe me, I ain't getting paid to tell you that. No benefits here. I bought and paid for this thing, and I'm telling you, it was one of the best investments I've made in a while. And I am going to read it again because it was that good. The story that he has about this mentor, Willie Turner, um, boy, if it isn't a movie at some point, <laughs> I'm surprised Anson actually never did make it a movie, being the producer that he is. Um, but maybe just the book was enough. So, again, I can't say enough good things about this book. And if you're reading and you want inspiration and you really want to be entertained at the same time, because, boy, what a life he has lived, you've got to get singing to a bulldog. You will love it. All right, got that out of the way, and I've paid my debt to Anson. <laughs> he was like, well, you're not going to talk to me ever again until you read my book. I doubt I'll probably have the chance to talk to him again anyway, but what a sweet guy. I mean, you could just tell in the interview, he was, he was so cordial and so down to earth, and uh, yeah, I just, I really appreciated that. Okay, so back to the original subject who killed the golden rage of TV? Me? Well, in a word, yes. <laughs> I mean, of course, you've heard the term, the buck stops here, and that's the case um, with my YouTube channel, The Golden Rage of TV. And I really am specifically speaking of the YouTube channel. Um, most people who would look at the numbers, especially compared to, you know, my retro pal Dave Sundstrom, um, and some others, obviously, uh, it's not, it didn't, how do I put this? It didn't make it. <laughs> and, and 
it's very perplexing. And even to Dave, why? Because it wasn't half-ass. Uh, you watch any of my videos, and I can say this because it's the, the truth, and you can see it. They are high quality. And I put <laughs> so many hours of work into them, not to mention spent quite a chunk of change to, uh, to have them polished up just right. And I'm going to take this moment to thank Christian Taylor, my lifelong friend and mentor. He's my mentor. He's my Willie Turner, you know, because um, he helped me every step of the way and still does to this day. I think we're, we're stuck with each other for life. And <laughs> sorry, CT, <laughs> I'm going to live up to something. No, he's, you know, we, we've had so many great experiences playing music together and, and, and many other aspects too. And so, yeah, that, that's, that's for forever. But um, what was the problem? Um, well, first of all, let me just say, I started the Golden Rage of TV, and this kind of shocked me because I was going to say uh, 10 years ago, 10, maybe 10-ish years ago. <laughs> That's what I was just going to say off the cuff. But I, I looked up the numbers. It was 11 years ago. Yes, 2013. And um, that's over a decade. Keep that in mind. Um, the amount of videos that I published on the channel is exactly 911. That's a lot. Um, total views, which, you know, I could say probably isn't a lot comparatively, but it's still 288,771. That's how many times my videos have been viewed. That's a lot. Watch time, total watch time, that is. And again, <laughs> some of you pro YouTubers would be, uh, dude, I wouldn't be bragging about that. And trust me, I'm not. I'm just telling you guys the numbers. The watch time was 8,103 hours at current count. Um, so, you know, hearing those somewhat large numbers, given the time, it's they're not large numbers, but it's, it's still large numbers. I'm, I mean, I'm I'm not famous, but I know there's a lot of people who know me and what I do, and I actually have, dare I say the word, fans. I prefer to use the term followers and supporters, I, and I do, and you guys all know who you are because I know who you are. And by the way, thanks for the bop. Thanks. What I meant to say. See, I'm going to flub up my words here, but I'm not going to edit this. Thanks from the bottom of my heart. Okay. He's human, folks. Um, so what's the problem? What was the problem? What made me finally just go, uh, and, I, and I announced it on the last Retro Palooza uh, um, episode that Sun's, Dave Sundstrom, Thrash Pondo Ponds, and BK from BK on the Air, and I uh, did. And I, I let people know, this is, this is over. I have to do something different. Um, and so I, I elaborated more on that um, in some of the comments, which was, I'm not going away. The fact of the matter is, folks, I'm not going away. 
I have been involved in this for over a decade, and it would be insane in my mind to just literally stop. As a matter of fact, I'd probably go insane if I did because it, <laughs> it offers me some very constructive um, usage of my time. I, I've always loved creating. I always loved working on creative stuff, and that's what this is. But I did take it seriously. And what I got from all of that and all those hours um, was 2,123 subscribers. Now, when you look at the other numbers and then you look at that sub count, that is pathetic. And it makes one wonder who's been doing these things, what is it that they don't like about me? <laughs> you take it personally. And I have, and I shouldn't have, or I shouldn't. I don't know. It's, it's kind of the concept of here I have done hours and hours of work for you to be hopefully entertained, informed, or for whatever reason, just watch it. And that person who has been part of the, uh, what is it, the 288,000 plus views could not move their mouse down to click subscribe. They just couldn't do it. And I'd asked for it. No, I didn't ask for it right from the get-go, which in the rules of YouTube, you need to. It's called front-loading. Um, no, I didn't do that. I didn't feel like being pushy. I'm not a pushy person to a fault. And in this way, I've never asked for money either. And I'm proud of that because if I'd had asked for money and gotten lots of money from subscribers for doing this, saying that I'm shutting it down would be really painful for me. So again, I am not shutting down. I'm going to continue on, and there will be an even uh, continuation. Nobody's going to go, where, where did he go, or now he's this, or whatever. I've gotta, I, haven't, I haven't figured out how I'm going to do that yet, but that's what's going to happen. I'm going to continue. So with that said, it's, it's kind of ridiculous to look at those numbers and see only just over 2,000 subscribers when my friends have over 350,000 subscribers or more. Told you I was doing this live. I'm doing it live. Phone's ringing. Kids are knocking at the door. All kinds of distractions. But, you know, when I'm rich and famous, this won't happen. <clears throat> so anyway, back to why I'm not. <laughs> yeah, it's... It's still kind of perplexing. I don't really understand it, and even my expert friends don't understand what went wrong. Um, I have some good theories at this point, hindsight, of course, being 2020. Um, not surprisingly, my music playlist and videos were the most popular on the channel. Um, this makes sense because, you know, CT, it's Christian Taylor, did such an amazing job on the editing of those videos that, well, one actually won me a Telly Award, a national award for, for greatness, I, I suppose that's the term, because it is. It's, it was great in every way, not just in the music production, and I'm pretty damn proud enough to be able to say that. If you listen to it, 
Go ahead and argue with me on it. <laughs> but the videos, oh my God, they were so good. And this is why probably I should have stuck with that. <laughs> but why didn't I? And as most of you have probably heard me say multiple times, I blew my ears out. I literally blew my ears out doing Get Smart. Um, it's one of the most popular videos on my channel, as a matter of fact, and boy, did I pay the price. No, it wasn't just because of that song. It was an accumulative effect from me playing loud, hard rock and roll for decades. And I came up in the years where we had no in-air monitors. It was just barbaric speakers everywhere and playing over the volume of real drums. Um, that's, I'm sorry, that's where I lost most of my shelf life of my ears. Even then, some people, some of the doctors are saying that's, that's hereditary. Or you spent too much time in the ocean when you were a kid and you could not get me out of the ocean when I was a kid. I only lived two, two doors away, so it made perfect sense. Um, and that's not good for your ears either, but on that song, they went. Um, the tinnitus, the ringing kicked in so heavy that, boy, oh boy, I thought my life was over. Um, but what I did learn from that or what the result from that was I had an acute sensitivity to, <laughs> of all things, the frequency that is the electric guitar. I can't handle it. And so recording like that became something I just could not do anymore for physical reasons. Okay, so there, right then, <laughs> I'm going to lose the bulk of my audience because they're drawn to my expertise as a rock guitarist. What do I do? <laughs> and as CT said, you pivot. You become something else, but along the same lines as the title of what it is you're doing. And this is how Retro TV Trivia was born. Um, I've been told I'm not too hard to look at. So with that, I can actually get in front of a camera <laughs> and kind of put paste a smile on my face, and talk about classic television in an informative way, and also make it look snazzy, too. This I did, and I can say it looks pretty snazzy. I have seasons of these videos, many of them, and it's been kind of strange trying to understand why some were more popular than others. Um, but again, the music thing was the most popular, and if I'd have stuck with that, I don't think I'd be having this conversation right now with you guys. Um, you know, and, and again, with Retro TV Trivia, there's these rogue standout videos, uh, specifically Danger Island's Uh-Oh Chungo, the story of Kim Kahana. That's got almost 25,000 views, and it's still one of my most played, and it's crap. <laughs> I mean, comparatively to what I became, because you just, you know, you do that many of them, you get better at it, folks. And I know I did. Um, and 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 yet, there's that one. And then, uh, what was another one? Witchy Poo, uh, H.R. Puffin stuff, over 9,000. And same with Julie Newmar, which is not a surprise just because it's <laughs> Julie Newmar. Um, but those got over 9,000 views. Why? <laughs> Hindsight being 2020, I have no idea why. Um, you know, people talk about length of video. People talk about uh, clickability. Uh, 
you know, those are all factors. The the algorithms that the YouTube robots look at and will then thus promote you or not. None of these videos fit what <laughs> the common knowledge of it has to be about five minutes and it needs to have this and it has to. None of these were that. I started off with them only being a minute long. And that right there, you might think, well, there's your mistake, Pat. You, you kept them too short. Um, the click-through rate wasn't going to be good that way and, and whatever else kind of terminology you want to use. But the reason that we did that, in case you didn't know, is because I was posting on Twitter because Twitter was a little more popular 10 years ago or eight years ago whenever I switched over to do retro TV trivia than it is now. Right now it's dropping like a lead balloon. But um, it would only allow you to put one-minute videos on on the format, on the platform. You could literally directly post a one-minute video on the platform. Um, I stopped doing that once I realized I had to make them longer. And I, I went with that. Everybody's like, oh, you just got to make them longer. So <laughs> I did. I kicked them up by 30 seconds. I kicked them up by maybe two minutes. You know, quite frankly, there isn't that much to say about just one single subject having to do with classic television. I could elongate it with a bunch of fluff, um, and and that was not what I wanted to do. I wanted it to be kind of short, sweet, and to the point, as CT called them, uh, hors d'oeuvres for the bigger meal. And, you know, I never made the bigger meal. There were definitely episodes that were ran much longer. They didn't make any difference. That didn't really make a difference. Um, so I don't know that length really is a problem with it. It could be. You know, who really knows? I don't know. Um, in hindsight, though, and again, my thumbnails, oh, boy, they all look great. I don't mind saying so because I can prove it. Just go look. But, yeah, like I said, hindsight being 2020, I do think I know one place that could be the cause of, well, I don't know, it could be the cause of the whole reason I'm doing this. And that was titles. And I had been warned, I had been guided by experts and friends that were doing well that, you know, you, you want to you wanna be intriguing. You want to blah, blah, blah. And anybody gets on YouTube right now, the titles are basically horrific. And, you know, <laughs> you look at those horrific titles and look at how many views they've had. And you're like, well, this horrific thing got one million views. Okay. Well, everybody wants to click on why somebody died horribly in a car wreck or whatever the heck, you know, the junk that is just, oh, man, there's so much crap out there. I, this is why it's not really killing me that I'm, that I'm switching up here um, because it turned really dark in that in those past eight years. It, it just did. And I basically went, well, I know what I'll do. I'll put together a playlist and call it Tales from the Dark Side. That, that's my contribution to going that way. And maybe people will be turned on by the fact that the tragedy of what happened to Cam Fong in, in, uh, in Hawaii and all that. And of course, that gets great views, but it, <laughs> it wasn't me. 
I was not Mr. Tales from the Dark Side. I like to be up and light and make people feel good. Um, so it, it won't be me either. I will not be the dark, even untrue, tactless title guy. But titles, I think, were a big factor in why this channel only has 2,000 subscribers. Um, and again, I could be wrong, but that is part of the clickability of a video. And if anybody's out there doing this and struggling along and wondering why it's not working, I listened to a, a podcast from a guy, a group of guys actually that were very successful in, on YouTube. And most of them were saying, we spent almost as much time researching titles, keywords for our titles, and getting the titles to be intriguing enough to make people want to watch our videos as we do on the videos. Literally, they literally hired teams of people <laughs> to help them with titles alone. It is here where Pat dropped the ball. My whole thing was get the video done you know, research it, write it well, perform it well, get it edited well, get that thumbnail looking really snazzy, and, oh, I guess I got to put a title to it. Uh, I know, blah, 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 and I'm done. That was a mistake. And it may be the mistake that, you know, ruined this concept. If I could go back and change all the titles and think I'd have a different, you know, well, I can't. You just can't go back and fix it like that. I mean, you can go back and change your titles, but really, it's it's how they come out. When you've done a video and you have published it, it goes out. And if it isn't right from that very beginning, then going back and fixing it is pretty much redundant. Um, I don't know. I haven't tried it. I'm really not going to try it because... You know, that it, it's kind of embarrassing in a sense to go back and, well, I do, I did a really good video, but uh, I didn't name it quite well enough. So now I'm calling it this. And that's, that's just lame. So, no, not going to do that either. And so it finally, I just, I'm, I'm like, okay, what's going on here? And how do I feel about it? Which was really important because that, whether you know, whether you think it or not, Creators are putting their heart and soul into this stuff, myself included. And when it, it gets very low ratings, uh, to, to coin a television term, it hurts. I mean, it's, it's discouraging and it, it makes you feel down. And I, uh, I, I recently, with the Retro TV Radio, did uh, Kent McCord, as some of you most may have heard and that's doing really well i mean it's not what doing well comparatively to my peers <laughs> who i'm trying to catch up to but compared to my stuff um and i had never been an interviewer before this is just again another pivot i maybe i'll try doing this to expand this channel and it's all television and so it fits under the golden rage of tv and it didn't do anything for my subscribership on YouTube. Um, and, I, you know, maybe this podcast is just going to explode. <laughs> Everybody knows how many podcasts there are out there. And to expect something like that is um, kind of kind of crazy. Um, 
even though I'm going to keep doing it because I really enjoy it. And I think there's some people out there that enjoy it, too. Uh, that is what I do. So um, Anson Williams, who I was talking about a little earlier, was just a delight to interview. And I listened back to that and I went, oh, my God, it's almost like we've known each other for years. It just really clicked, in my opinion. And it's only had 277, I think, views on YouTube. <laughs> and the amount of time that I put into that slideshow, well, let's just say hours. And for it to have that much reaction, we're talking Potsy Weber here from Happy Days. You know, Happy Days, 277 views. That was the kicker for me. That was just it. I said, you know what, this is not working. Or I should say maybe this channel is so diluted with all these different versions of me trying to make it fly that it's not working. So I came to the very difficult decision um, to announce that it's going away. Now, I don't know if the Golden Rage of TV, the YouTube channel, is going to go away. With all the work that I put into that thing, I, I'm going to keep it up for the rest of my life and just not care anymore. Um, if there was a way that I could transition into what I do next using that brand, Lord knows I would. But here's the thing that I've discovered, or at least that I feel in my soul right now, is that the word the uh, abbreviation TV is very, very limiting because it's just TV, meaning that everything that I do, even with this uh, podcast, has to be involved, retro TV radio, right, has to be involved with television. There's only so much television, folks. And as I admitted before and on the last Retropalooza episode, I am a fan of early classic television. I am not a fan of the stuff that came out in the 80s and 90s, for that matter, save for a choice few of sitcoms and Star Trek The Next Generation. It just did not, it wasn't something I watched. And part of that reason was I was a professional musician at that time, and my time was taken. I didn't have the time to do that. Or if I found myself kind of, you know, lounging too much, couch potatoing or whatever, I'm like, no, you got to go plug in and practice. And that's what I would do. Or I would be performing, which was even far better, um, so <laughs> I, I didn't fit the mold of somebody who watched a lot of Three's Company. You know, I, I watched it, but it just, those era, that era does not resonate with me. And again, it had been, I had been, it had been suggested that, Pat, you need to move out of the 50s and 60s, which was the best, to the 70s, the 80s, and the 90s, which was not the best. So, there I go. I'm going to do that with false enthusiasm. False enthusiasm. Yeah, I can do that. I can act. And that's what it would be, an act. And that right there doesn't seem like the recipe for something to succeed. As a matter of fact, I know it isn't. What I want to do is not act. 
and talk about my love for nostalgia. Now, that's a different term. That's not TV. That's nostalgia. And yeah, that's a little too broad of a term. Um, I am a big classic film fan. I went to the uh, TCM Film Festival last year and drug my wife along with me to... to (laughs) (laughs) Sit through dozens of movies, classic films. She never got more sleep in her life, so she was very happy about it. I, on the other hand, was just like, this is so cool. All these people are here, and they're so into it, and so am I, because this was the best. And the thing is, is that I'm trying now to go, how do I integrate that? And you know what, folks? I could figure this out, and I'm going to have to figure it out, Um, but I'll put it out there right now. Anybody, any of you who are listening to this that has any suggestions, um, and I don't care how weird they are. Well, I do kind of care if they're weird, but um, if you have any suggestions for me and direction-wise, you can email me at goldenrageoftv at gmail.com. Yeah, I'm going to keep the web. I'm going to keep the email. (laughs) That's about it. But uh, you can you can reach out and say, hey, Pat, maybe you ought to think of this. And believe me, all comments in that way and as long as they're constructive are very welcome. So leaving that, um, what am I going to do? And again, I have some basic outline ideas. And uh, as I said before, I'm going to keep doing the podcast because this is just fun. Matter of fact, this being my first solo podcast, I'm kind of digging this, too, because obviously I've got an opinion. Um, But I know, I mean, I'd much rather, and I'm sure you guys would, too, uh, listen to what some of these legendary celebrities have to say. And I do have connections. So um, I'm going to pursue that. I'm also going to, as I said, continue on with the broader term, nostalgic subject matter. And film will definitely be a part of that. Uh, I may even dive into some, or reference some television. You know, it's not like I'm anti-TV. That's, you know, I loved it. I loved the theme songs, obviously. And that's what made me start this whole thing, was what if I could take Perry Mason or Spider-Man or get smart, or you know whatever other ones that I did, and make them <laughs> my own. And boy, oh boy, that worked. I mean, I never would have thought "I Dream of Genie" could have been turned into a metal guitar instrumental. As a matter of fact, I was sure it wouldn't work until I did it. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, this is something. This is gonna work. Watch out, Trans-Siberian Orchestra, I'm coming for you. And that was the plan. And the plan was to turn it into a stage show and create all of it with video. And I actually did it a couple times. And boy, oh boy, trying to get players to be able to do what I recorded and put the time into learning it was next to impossible. And so I ended up doing it solo to my backing tracks. But I had the full video thing going on and... Boy, oh boy, that was so much work. And again, without an actual band to look at, the audience, you know, they were with me. 
and they were liking the videos, but they were just after about the fourth song, they're like, okay, is this all we got is him? <laughs> I wouldn't mind seeing somebody banging on the drums. You know, that's kind of cool to watch too. And so that's kind of why that um, dried up, not to mention my ears. But um, so it won't be that. Um, maybe I will, though, integrate music. Not maybe. I'm pretty much sure I'm going to reintegrate music into what I do in the future because I still play. I don't play the electric guitar. I play the nylon string acoustic guitar. It's the only uh, it's the only frequencies of guitar that my ears can handle, or though that doesn't exacerbate my tinnitus. Um, and I love it. And I've been playing for over forty years, so <laughs> I'm kind of able to do some pretty complicated stuff. And I, you know, classic film themes. Some of them are astonishingly good and quite difficult to play as a solo acoustic guitarist. So I'm I'm hoping, you know, and thus it's impressive, and I'm hoping that I can integrate that into kind of what I did with the golden rage of TV, but into classic films. Talk about, you know, certain things you may not have known, and even about the creation of the music. What do you think? I think that's pretty cool. It's something I obviously have not decided yet. <laughs> but uh, again, I'll take any suggestions. Golden Rage of TV at, g- at gmail.com. Um, but there I've basically explained why this thing had to change um, or go away or however you want to put it. Who killed the Golden Rage of TV? I did. And also, you know, you folks who have stuck with me and subscribed and comment and just have been there, I can't find the words to say how much I appreciate all of you. And you know who you are because, you know, we talk, we, we comment back and forth. And oh my God, do I have some quality followers. Oh, all of you, as a matter of fact that do follow me are quality people. I don't blame you. Why wouldn't you be? Now, fact is, <laughs> I've had a few jerks following me too, and that's had to be changed. But either way, just know that I'm so grateful for, for all the support you guys have shown me for the last 10 years. And as I said, I will continue on. I will keep you all posted as to what that is, <laughs> when it is. And, you know, I, as I'm thinking about it and talking about it right now, I started Retro TV Radio uh, as to be just a uh, audio podcast and then realized, you know, if I put some slideshow together, I can put it on my YouTube channel. And as I said, some of them have been quite I can't I can't use the word successful, but <laughs> have done better than my my retro TV trivia shorts. And so I uh, I think the channel may stick around just for the sake of retro TV radio, unless I start an entirely new brand or channel on just that. And that might be the way to go. I'm not sure yet. Um, so either way, it's not going away. And if you want to see the slideshow versions of these 
um, podcasts, you know where to find it. Um, but otherwise, you know, you can always just tune in. I will be advertising them probably on the Golden Rage of TV saying, hey, the next podcast is this person. And that's a great way to promote it. If, if, if anybody's still looking at it after I said I'm, I'm quitting and uh, <laughs> I'm not quitting and I'm not shutting anything down yet. I just have to change it because this is no longer working in a way where it doesn't affect me um, when it doesn't, what's the word? I can't say succeed, but when it just doesn't even get the proper, and again, that's not going to be, I'm not trying to be cocky here, but it doesn't get the proper respect it deserves. It hurts. And so I, I don't need that. I don't need the pain, baby. I need, uh, like any other human, love and appreciation. And I'm willing to work my ass off for it. And um, I've already begun. So stick with me, folks. I will keep you posted as to all um, the developments <laughs> that come, which it's a new year. Why not? Let's let's just uh, let's start fresh. And again, Retro TV Radio will keep going as long as as long as these uh, celebrities will keep talking to me. I haven't ruined any relationships yet, so hopefully. <laughs> and I'm going to get on and talk to you just by myself every now and then, just like this, because this is kind of fun, too. Obviously, I have a lot to say. Um, <laughs> so thanks for putting up with this, my friends. And um, again, I want to thank Dave Sundstrom, Thrash Pondo Ponds, and Barry King and Alan Sanders from BK on the Air, who gave me a spot on their radio show that I was on for over two years every week. And, you know, unfortunately, it was called, that segment was called The Golden Rage of TV. So <laughs> that had to stop. Um, great exposure. I just, I, it wasn't enough for me to go, oh, I've got to do that this week. I've got to go do that. I've got, because it was time consuming. And so that's on hiatus for right now. They've left the door open for me to come back and join them. And you know what? I, I'm going to do everything I can to do so because they're just quality, quality talents. And uh, BK on the air just freaking rocks, if you ask me. They do it so well. And so thanks to you guys. And thanks to all of you who are listening to this podcast and uh, sticking with me. And like I said, send me some suggestions. I think I know what I'm going to do, I'm, I think. But inspiration can come from anywhere at any time. So <laughs> please help me. No, I got it, I think. Well, anyway, feel free to help me. And Lord knows I'll make it known that you did uh, by name. So love you all. And I will see you on the next retro. <laughs> see you. Well, you'll hear me. <laughs> on the next Retro TV Radio. And you will also see me because I'm going to get in front of the camera again. Heck, I bought all this dang equipment. I better use it. That's what my wife said. So <laughs> happy new year, everybody. And I'll see you next time. This is your host, Pat McCormack. And thanks for listening to Retro TV Radio.